What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. What's up, everybody? I'm Ray. And we are back with another B.O. Dove show, Book of the Week. And this week, we are diving into... What are we diving into, Ray? We're diving into Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw's God Country. Dude, it's one of my favorites. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. I cannot wait to dig into it with you, man. But you know how we do things around here. We like to do a little catch-up, see what you've been reading, watching. So, uh... What you been up to this week, man? Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I'm an old man and um No. Dude, for the last two weeks in a row, I've been impressed with myself, been able to, you know, get my my weekly moon night watch in. But this week I was falling asleep last night. Couldn't do it. I got 30 minutes in and uh, I just sunk into that couch. Just thank God you're not doing a little uh Steven and going off somewhere else. Yeah. Coming back dude. like what the yeah. heck, bro? So um I tried watching it, and like I said, I got like 30 minutes in. Um, a lot different than the first two episodes. Pretty and um, like before I started nodding off, I was like, dude, what is going to happen? So um, I got to finish that up. I know you finished it, uh, right? Yeah. 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 What do you think? You know, I think I liked it. I have to watch it again. Uh, it was definitely had a different like uh, tone, a lot more action. And I think Jake Lockley is rolling around. Yeah, man. I know that that was one of the questions I had going on because he was flipping back and forth, and um, he was talking to Stephen. You know, Mark was, and he's like, "That wasn't me." And Stephen was like, yeah. "Oh, it wasn't me." And so the so, question is: Is it Jake Lockley, or is Moon Knight kind of taking advantage of them and doing it himself, like taking over the body? Yeah, one but thing- I like to think it's Jake. One thing, I mean, we won't dive into it too much, but I wanted to ask you, like, in that one scene where Mark's, like, chasing those dudes with knives on the rooftops, right? It's, like, in the, like, first, like, 10 minutes of the show, I think, episode. Yeah. Like, he starts kind of getting beat up, and, um, like, the whole time I'm like, dude, just summon the suit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you just change the Moon Knight and beat these guys up real quick and find out what you need and then be done with it? Yeah, I agree. I was thinking the same thing, but then I kind of was thinking one of the things I liked uh, when we did the Jed McKay run is that Moon Knight gets beat up, dude. Yeah. Remember how beat up he was and all those bandages and stuff? So it seemed a little true to character. Well, um, even even in the, I got to like, I think it's like ha- like right before I fell asleep. Um, there he's in this in that horse corral, right? Where they're trying to um get yeah. that um get to that little like uh tomb thing yeah whatever it's and called. dude he's getting whooped he's got all kinds of like um did you see him with this? Out yeah him. yeah yeah and so, so that's interesting right because that's not doesn't seem well i always hesitate here because i haven't read every single moon knight but it doesn't seem like moon knight can heal from having a spear chucked through his whole body he had a couple spears chucked through his body. <laughs> I know in the show it does seem like he can, but in the you know what I mean in the comics it didn't seem like he was. Yeah, because uh, even in the show, Conchu uh, kept saying, you know, if he leaves, he won't have his healing factor. Yeah, or whatever. and his armor and all that. Yeah, yeah. So definitely some interesting stuff going on, and um, I want to. I'll finish it up this weekend just to see how it ends. And um, but yeah, definitely think there's something going on there with Mark and Steven. So pretty yeah. neat, but I enjoyed it as much. Uh, when you watch it, just keep this in mind and I hope it doesn't ruin it for you. But it's like every time Mark or like Steven get anywhere to like start doing something, all of a sudden Harrow just kind of strolls up and leisure, like, how did he get? Le- yeah. All yeah, leisurely. <laughs> how do you get here? And how does he just keep like, showing up at the most you know opportune time i was a little bit like that's eh, not my favorite thing yeah it could be his powers too with uh, amit yeah and did you see uh did you see the time did you get to the part where mark and Kanchu go into that meeting of the gods yeah i did i i got right past that part so that seemed weird because it seemed like the gods are kind of up to no good because later on you see Harrow's in there and you're like, why does he get to just go in there if he's not an avatar anymore? Mm. So it seems like maybe they're corrupt too or something. And hmm. Anyway, it's fascinating, man. And it, one of the things that they were saying in that room is that like uh, those gods and their avatars, they've decided to like take a back seat, right? They're just viewers. Yeah, yeah. But they're all mad at Conchu because Conchu's taking a more active role. And uh, anyway, I like that about Kanchu. It's like the first thing I've been like, okay, I'm Team Kanchu here. Like, yeah, help help the world out. Don't just sit back and yeah, just w- watch it collapse. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'll get I'll I'll get it in hopefully this weekend and then we can chat about it a little more. But um I was also able to finish that manga I've been reading, uh the first two volumes, um Death Note. Right on. Dude, it gets crazy, man. Like um Weren't you saying it's like six huge volumes yeah, though, or something like six, that too? Yeah, that's a, so I, that's I got, a big story, bro. Yeah, and the first two were pretty big, and but dude, super good. Definitely have to check it out. Um, something I think that anybody you know that's wanting to read manga, it, it's one you you can just pick up and get into immediately. It's it's uh, it was good. So I'm gonna have to check out the last four issue or four volumes for sure. Man, that's gonna be a commitment, bro. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to have to find those and um, that's all right. Just put it on my long list. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to start getting some dedicated bookshelves going. I know. Yeah. My wife's not going to be very stoked on it, but. <laughs> and then um, I got around to reading uh, this one. I know you did this last week, uh, Little Monsters 2. What'd you think, dude? Dude, very interesting. I liked it though. Like, um Things are starting to move along now. You get a little mm-hmm. backstory. Um, you know, I won't spoil too much, but um, and then it ends too with like a little kind of cliffhanger. So yeah, really good. And like like you said last week, the arch is really great, and um, I'm liking what what Lemire's doing in this. So yeah, man, good. Really good stuff. excited about that. Um, and then I got. I actually got to my comic shop again on Wednesday this week, which was nice. Uh, it was a comic book day, no less. I know. Yeah, it was a quick stop, but I got in there. I got, um, dude, had to keep up with Noctera. Right on. I can't wait to get that. Yeah, so I got Noctera 9. I got the cool uh, cover with Blacktop Bill going just crazy in the cover. Yeah. And then I got the final issue of uh, All Guts, No Glory. Dude, he's a paperclip. Got the paperclip kid on the front. <laughs> what a- So, I... I I hope it f- ends well because issue two, um, I wasn't a big fan of. And so I hope this issue redeems it and um, goes out on a strong note. So we'll see. It's funny because three issues feels like such a short amount of space to tell a story. But then you're thinking about all guts, no glory. And you're like, okay, let's just end it now, but end it okay. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it goes out with a bang. Like I said, because I liked issue one. You you read issue one too, yeah? I liked issue one, but then you were showing me some stuff going down in issue two, and I was like, "What in the what?" Yeah, it was a disappointment. If if this wasn't just three issues, I probably honestly wouldn't. I would have just stopped. But since yeah. it was only three, and I you know had to just get the last one, I was like, you know what, I got to do it. See how it ends, and um, hopefully, crossing my fingers that uh, goes out on a good note. Do you want to take bets on how many fart or poop jokes are in issue three? I'm, I hope none. You're gonna- <laughs> I, but I don't want to bet. I, I, I don't think I would win. I don't know. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, so I'm going so we'll with see. at least one. It's I don't know. Some of, these, some of these costumes in, on the front cover are hilarious. Like you have uh, SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. You have. Um, Is he at like a Halloween dance party or something? Yeah. And, and um, what's this guy's name? Um He's Naruto. Yeah, the anime uh, anime character. You got a banana over here, and um, the old trusty paperclip, dude. So good. <laughs> no, but um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. But what about you? How was your week, dude? I had a great week, man. I got a lot of reading in, a ton of reading in. Um, first and foremost, I got through the four volumes of Killer Be Killed this week. Yeah. Dude. So good, man. I just couldn't put it down. The momentum was great. Uh, the ending was a little bizarre, man. Uh, kind of like throws you through a loop and brings you back a little bit. I'm not going to ruin anything, but uh, I highly recommend it. it. was super, super cool read. Um, definitely had some of those Moon Knight vibes like I was telling you before. Yeah. Uh, so it was good, man. Definitely kind of a kind of a indie take on like a moon knight if he wasn't a superhero you know like yeah, dealing yeah. with those mental issues and so i really enjoyed it um the art was really good in it too so uh and i read super quick i mean i got through the four volumes in in one week so yeah that is a lot that's good though um i have like i said i think i have the first uh first volume so i'm going to dive into that hopefully soon yeah it was really good dude and then i also got to uh read moon knight 10 uh, I love this cover, dude. This variant uh, Spider-Man cover. Yeah, you sent me a picture of that, dude. Um, like, there, come on, I've seen a couple other rad. people on my Instagram that have that same cover, and it is sweet. 
That is so, so good. And I got to catch up with uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, see what's going on. It's crazy. He's like in a little camp now. And uh, I just love this, man. You, you got the trade, right? But it hasn't come in yet. Yeah, it hasn't arrived yet, but uh, hopefully it gets shipped out soon. So I'm really been enjoying that. I did get to pick up and read Something is Killing the Children 21. Mm. And I don't know, man. I know people love it. I like it too. For some reason, I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out on it. I, I know. I was just thinking in my head, like, is how is that just an ongoing? Yeah. And do they have an end inside or? Yeah. And I was kind of listening to Jeff Lemire, a Jeff Lemire interview on the way home today talking about his new, um, is it Blood Orchard? So it was I, I think the so. bone, is... bo- bone orchard mythos. Okay. And um, he was just talking like, you know, this is one of those things where it's a huge world. It's ongoing. They're going to keep building it. But he's like, but at the same time, you need to let the readers know, you know what you're doing. You know where it's going, uh, even if it's this big. And like, honestly, right now, dude, I have no idea what's going on with something. It doesn't feel like I'm headed somewhere. Um, I don't know. And with like House of Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't really been really wrapped up with House of Slaughter. It started really cool the first two or three, and I don't know. You know, we'll see. Just uh, feeling a little burn on it. I almost bought one of the Slaughter Packs the other day. The art on those by David Makabuki, I think is how you say it. Yeah, they're pretty neat. Pretty cool, man. I got his, yeah, I got a lot of his stuff. I love it. But, dude, I got to pick up, uh, this was based, you pointed this out, I think, a couple weeks ago to me. And uh, I picked up The Ocean Will Take Us, not An Ocean Between Us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I liked it, man. It's from the same dude who wrote, uh, I don't know how to say his name. It's Rich Do- Doek, maybe. And uh, he wrote Sea of Sorrows, which is like another kind of horror genre with like dealing with the sea. But this was cool. It's like a group of kids on the swim team in this town and there's something crazy in the water and these kids are all kind of like popping pills with it or something to like be the best of the best swim team. Yeah. But this dude right here is coming from another another school and he's like a really good swimmer but he can't keep up. Anyway, it was kind of it kind of wrapped me in. I was interested and I'll keep up with it. Dude, I know there was one that came out this week that I wanted to pick up. Um I think it was called Breakout. I think I might have. Yeah, you mentioned talked about that. it. Yeah, did yeah. you see it? Did you? S- I didn't even get to see the cover of it or anything. Hmm. It looks super interesting. Let's look it up, bro. Breakout. Yeah, two words: break and then out. Yeah. Anyways, the little blurb. It's like um, when massive cube spaceships from another dimension materialize over the cities and routinely abduct teenagers to be held inside their mysterious floating prisons. Um, this dude's younger brother, Tommy is taken. And so I don't know, it kind of seems pretty neat. Yeah, I, that looks good. I flipped through some of the art. It looks pretty cool. And, um, I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to pick this up next time I go to the shop. Oh, it's colored by the same dude who did God country. Look at that. Is Jason it? Jason Wordy. Yeah. Same dude who did the colors for God country. Oh yeah. I see that. Very neat. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good tie in for today's B.O. Dub. Yeah, so something cool I think we should uh, definitely check out. Um, anybody out there have read this one, uh, let us know how it is, and um, hopefully we, uh, we'll pick it up soon and, and chat about oh, that it. That looks good. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Just remember, it's two words. Break. Break. Out. And then out. <laughs> well, dude, I was trying to – I went to my shop and I seen it, and I was like, I might get this. And then um, I was in a hurry. Um, I think my son had swim lessons, so I bounced out of there. And then I wanted to look it up when I was um, got home. And I couldn't find anything about it. And I was like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, it's two words. I was doing one word. So yeah, that really got me. You got to mention it's two words, break and then out. <laughs> that cracked <laughs> me up, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then I got to uh, watch Moon Knight, but we already talked about that. But that was my week, man. Uh, that was a lot for me. I mean, those four volumes and. Yeah, that is, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. And then of I read, read God Country three times. So did you? Yeah, dude, got you a did lot. Get of a lot in. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, man. But uh, what do you say we jump into some book of the week, some God Country? Yeah, man. dude, I want to chat. I, I know this is uh, like you said, this is one of your favorite reads, and um, I didn't know what to what to, or I didn't know what to expect going into this. Um, really. 
never researched it and I never read it and um, kind of was just behind. When did it come out? You know what is? I think it's a while ago. Yeah, Good it's clip, an older man. one, right? Is it like 2016, I think? 2017. 17, yeah. So this was one that I just kind of skipped over. And um, so I, I had no expectations going into it. I was just like, all right. And I remember you chatted about it um, a while ago and you, you enjoyed it. And so I was like, all right. But um, man, I was impressed with this. Yeah. So good. Uh, so God Country by uh, Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, and Jason Wordy on color. And letters and design by John J. Hill. And God Country is a story. It's kind of, a, I mean, like sort of like a sci-fi sort of slice of life kind of mix, right? And Yeah, uh, for sure. It's a story of Emmett and, and his family, uh, Roy. Uh, Roy, Janie, and their daughter, Dina who is also nicknamed Outlaw, which doesn't come up until later on in the in the run. But Emmett kind of is dealing with some Alzheimer's and, well, not kind of, he's full-fledged in the throes of yeah, him. Having yeah. some, and so Roy's trying to take care of him, but Emmett keeps kind of having, you know, it gets harder and harder. And, you know, the sheriff in town's trying to say, recommend to Roy, like, hey, she's getting home. And Roy's just not having it. He doesn't want to do that to his dad. Um, and so, you know, in the midst of this kind of just big overview before we dive in, uh, a storm comes uh, right right in their front yard. Yeah. And, and in this sto- in this storm, it's like a huge tornado comes a demon. But the storm also brings something else. It brings Valifax, which is this 12-foot sword. What you find out is like the god of swords, like it's all swords and one. They all so- yeah, all swords combined, yeah. And what happens is, is that when Emmett gets a hold of this thing, he's he's back to his old self. He has all his memories and um, he's clear. So he can remember all his family's faces. He remembers his wife. But the problem is, is that the sword doesn't necessarily belong to him. Uh, it belongs to a tomb or Adam. Uh, and he's the, the God of Kings and he's the one who created the sword and he wants it back and he's not going to stop. It doesn't seem like it, at anything, yeah. uh, yeah. to get this sword back. And so it's kind of the story of how, how Emmett's going to handle this. Like, you know, seeing all the destruction and stuff in front of him that, that having the sword is causing, uh, but that that gift that he's been given through the sword of his memories mm-hmm. uh, Being and healed. just kind of that, that struggle. Um, and that's kind of the overview, I think of God country. You think there's anything else to add about anyone that might find useful up front? No, I think that's a great overview. Um, yeah, man, just um, super cool. L- like you kind of said, like it's um, sci-fi, but then it, it is um, emotional as well. A lot of family dynamics, and um, yeah, dude, just the Donny Cates just did an incredible job with this story. I think for one, yeah. you know, like it's just so tight packed. It reads so quick. Oh yeah, um, the, the pace there's like not great. a wasted panel, dude. Like everything has a, a place and a purpose, and just flows really well. Um, I really think this is one that I I point to a lot as something for a first pickup for somebody yeah. getting into comics. No, big time. And like, you know, uh, you wouldn't even think this kind of story would be a comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it, it was, it blew me away. And um, I mean, you, you nailed it. Like it, it reads really well. It's uh, the, the pace is super good. And um you get everything with it. You know, there's parts where I laugh. There's the battle scenes are awesome. The, you know, um, tugs at your heartstrings, you know, it's emotional. Oh man. It's, well, it's this and sweet tooth were the two comic books I read, uh, that I cried at, like, um, at the ending of both of them, I had, you know, a little misty eyed. Yeah. This one gets you, man. Um, but other than that, I think you hit it, and we can kind of dive in and, and talk about what we liked about it and some highlights of it. And So I think one of the cool things for us uh, is this is really just a story about dads and fatherhood and family. And I'd like to dive into to some of that with you, I think. But um, up front, 
uh, just a question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want, but I'm just curious. Have you ever had anyone in your family with Alzheimer's? You know, I, I don't think my my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but he was um, in his 90s when he passed away. And I remember, I think it was his, um, probably his last year, um, we were, he was um, coming back from my mom's in Texas and made a stop at my house. And um, just like he, he would forget where he was, forget where he was going, what he was doing, you know, yeah. what state he was in. So kind of maybe the early onset stages of possibly or it could have just been he was old yeah yeah um so so um i yeah but i can't imagine like how deep emmett was and what roy was going through with his family you know but um yeah my grandma had it man it was nuts dude yeah my grandma and uh, i remember we were i was over at my mom's house right before my grandma passed and she was talking to me and interacting with me just fine. But I like paused for a second and I asked her, I was like, do you know who I am? And she just literally was like, no, I don't know who you are. And it was so crazy. Mm. So weird. Such a like, man, what a gnarly disease. And yeah, it's such a uh, weird thing to experience. I bet man, just, yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine. <clears throat> and so God country kind of opens up where, you know, you get a, you get a kind of introduction to Emmett here, right? So he's, he's run out of his house. The cops find him. He's really far out. Roy's a little bit like, you know, what the heck? How, how does he even get that far? But he's beating up cops, man. He's like, I had to draw on this guy. Yeah. He's a strong old man, you know, for one. And for two, luckily he lives in a small town. Yeah. Luckily this yeah. wasn't some huge city, you know, where you get been some arrested real, right away. Yeah, where you're getting some real trouble. Luckily it's a it's a small town, kind of everybody knows everyone, you know. It's probably just like a couple sheriffs in town. So they, you know, they deal with it the best they can. But um I, I just feel for Roy and his family, yeah. right? Because, you know, it's at the point now where it's like in, in the beginning, um, you know, his wife is kind of scared for their daughter dina like yeah you know she's running in there right at the time where he's just losing his mind doesn't know who's in the house just yelling i'm gonna kill you yeah who are you get out of my house and roy's like dude i'm your son like what the heck yeah and, and so just, that was scary man for dina the little girl yeah and that it just goes through my mind how challenging that must be because you know on one hand you know, that, that's your dad. You want, there's no one else there to take care of him. You know, who wants to put their family member in a home? You know, like that's a, such a difficult decision to make, you know? Yeah. And then on the other hand, he's trying to take care of his own family and be a, a, a good father to his daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Which obviously why he's a full-time ter- uh, caretaker really right. can't do it. So you're torn, like, dang, like you feel like literally in the first issue, man, all I thought about was, man, I feel terrible for Roy. Like he's trying to do the right thing by his dad. His dad obviously, you know, doesn't remember anything and is a huge jerk to everybody. I mean, it's not like he's meaning to be that way, you know, just that sick, that disease. And so his wife is like ready to bounce, you know? Yeah. And so that was tough. Like reading that in the beginning, you're like, dude, what is he going to do? I know. Cause she even, she tells him something like, you know, we need you. Your daughter needs you. As he's sitting there trying to say like, I got to take care of my dad. What do you want me to do? Let him die. Yeah. And she, you know, but so I guess like early on, like, wasn't that like, don't you think that this first issue kind of just like set it up so well like because exactly what you're saying like you're so already like uh i was already emotionally attached to the characters right away yeah that's exactly what i was looking for especially for me and you to roy here kind of in this scenario i think as a dad to daughters and uh you know having aging parents and just worrying about that sort of stuff like i'm just like i worry about this stuff all the time like one of my parents goes this route or something and dude the whole time after I read issue one, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, when it gets to that point, if it like if it ever did, if I went down this road, like he moved his family from Austin, it says, you know, to this small town, like both of my parents live out of town. And I was just thinking in my head, like, dang, like, dude, I would I'm I would be in the same boat as Roy, because you know, I want to be there for my for my rents for sure. Yeah. And um it's just uh 
what a tough situation. Hopefully, I mean, it, it sucks that people have to deal with it and go through it, and um, you, like it just really brings you in emotionally, and you're yeah. like attached to the characters right away. One of the things I thought was really cool was kind of the theme that runs throughout here because you've kind of got three distinct father figures, right? You've got Roy, you've got Emmett, and then you've got Adam or a tomb and kind of each one of them dealing with this weight and this burden of responsibility, legacy, uh, caring for your families all in different ways. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fascinating to watch how they all played out, especially once Emmett got his memory back and just how, how much he was going to fight for that. Um, do you think that, that he went too far or do you think that like, was there ever a point where you were thinking like, okay, Emmett, like at some point you got to just talk to somebody, but he just kept wanting to fight, man. Yeah. It was weird. Cause like one thing I could, I want to mention like right when he got the sword too, like, and you get into issue two, he just has like a different like pep in his step. Right. He like yeah. automatically like, no almost like knows what he's doing with this sword like um one of the sons shows up um the the first son shows up to get the sword for his father um what's his name Ar- aristus i aristus, think is how you yeah. say it. he shows up and when he shows up like image just like waves the sword in his face and he's like bow down you know like <laughs> like he already yeah. knows what to do with this sword that he just has gotten what a day ago or whatever mm-hmm and well, one of the things I, I thought was cool was that uh, when the demon is first coming out of the that tornado with Valifax, one of the things that the narrator tells us that I just thought was hilarious is he's like, uh, he's like, Roy, you know, he wasn't much of a fighter. He was a good man in a hard situation. But if you ask anyone in the great state of Texas, they'll all tell you the same thing. Emmett was a god. Yeah, dude. It's like once he got that sword, I mean, not only did it heal his disease, but he just turned into like, I don't know, man. He just turned into this, like, like it's like the narrator said, just this bad dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just goes to show, I think like, man, I could imagine in that situation because he mentions it later too. Like when he knew he was diagnosed with this and what it was going to mean for him, he was like, I was going to fight as hard as I could to not let it take me to Mm -hmm. the point that it ended up taking him. And so when he finally gets his memory back, you could just tell he's right back in that fight mode. He's like, I'm never letting go of this sword. Like, I mean, the way he talks to gods about it, like Mm -hmm. he's just ready to throw down. One of my favorite scenes is when, Orisus is talking to him and right after their first fight and he's like hey you know usually after this sort of stuff you have to give a declaration like to my dad like what do you mean to to say to him when I go back what am I going to tell him you said yeah and Aristus is talking to his dad and he and he's like and at to Adam's like at to him I don't know is like uh well what what did he say and, and he's like well it's really kind of a yeah, famous he, saying uh-huh. down in Texas he said <laughs> he's like what did you say and he's like come and take it and yeah. I was like oh my gosh this guy's bad dude yeah and I know this is kind of getting away from your original question you just asked but do you think like because it I don't think it ever like says why he you know why he got the sword and everything but do you think like valifax like chose him for a reason just because he was such a a fighter because obviously i don't think valifax wanted to go back to a tomb right it didn't seem like it but there was that interesting little bit there about not being able to deny your parents sort of thing right right how adam or a tomb um since he created him yeah uh, but I was just kind of curious to, to hear uh, and to answer that question. I'm not sure. And the way that the book ends where it just kind of tells you, but this was never a story about a sword anyway. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I didn't have to ask too many questions about it. Cause even Aristus kind of tells him like, Hey man, I don't really know why it's a yeah. question I've wondered the whole time. Uh, why don't we ask Valifax? And then it's just like, nah, Valifax doesn't want to talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <you." laughs> Cracks me up. Dude, Emmett was so funny with his one liners. I know, man. But what'd you kind of think about what Donny Cates was doing here with fatherhood? Did you take, did you get any takeaways there about kind of that responsibility that fighting for, because a tomb is fighting for a legacy that he wants to pass down to his kids. Uh, Emmett's fighting for 
his story to be told. Like he wants to be remembered. He wants to remember them. And Roy is just trying to protect his family and to try to be a good son. Yeah. He's like trying to balance everything out for sure. You know, like, yeah. and, and then and it's weird. So like with, um, a tomb, right. He wants to, it's like, he's wanting to leave a legacy for the total wrong reasons, you know, total like wrong reasons. And then just you, for power, like yeah. he just wants everyone to remember how powerful he was. And no matter who, like he's taken down all kinds of, you know, people throughout the universe for this, you yeah. know. And one of his sons, um, what's what's his second son's name? Um, Bella, Bellagram, Bellagram, the god of death. And he he's more like his dad than um the other brother, um Arist- Aristus. Is that how you say? That's it? my best guess. Yeah, and um. So you get to see too their relationship, you know, like obviously they love each other because they're brothers, but one's seems like an honorable dude and the other one seems more like his dad, right? I thought Aristus was such a cool character. I mean, he is the god of war, blood, and honor. So yeah, that that's what I mean. He's <laughs> he seems like a just a honest dude, like he's going to tell you straight up what's going on. And um, but you obviously he's I wouldn't want to face that dude. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah. And then you have um, Emmett, you know, where, dude, I just can't imagine him. You know, he goes from being this bedridden, you know, old man with a crippling disease to now he he can actually have a relationship with his granddaughter, you know, which seems huge to him, right? Well, he is so stoked the first time he hears somebody yeah. say grandpa. He's like, did you say grandpa? Yeah. And he, all his memory starts coming back. Like, you know, he knows who his, his, his wife is. Um, and it's just cool to see him, you know, to, to like rekindle that relationship with his granddaughter. And um, yeah. so, so his legacy is, you know, like you said, you know, he just wants people to remember who he is. He wants to be able to remember his family and, yeah. um, dude, I just think Kate's did a great job throughout, like, doing that. I don't know, man. It just yeah. pulls you in. Yeah. Like, Emmett's thing is really kind of um, driven from love. Like, his love for his wife, which you get to see when he mm. goes to, to Billigrim. Yeah. Um, and with Roy, too, it's he's got so much love for his dad and he, that, that push and pull that you mentioned earlier as a father. Um, and it's just kind of cool to see kind of Kate's play on this a little bit, especially with a tomb. Cause at first I was kind of trying to imagine myself like, well, what are they really doing? That's different. They're both fighting for a legacy or a story that can be passed down and be remembered. And then it's just what you had said a second ago, which the big difference was the, the wrong reasons and right reasons. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of cool to see that all play out. And, um, I just loved what he did here with with kind of even with masculinity, kind of that play on it. Right. Because, you know, they're sitting on the porch, uh, Roy and Emmett, when Emmett's a little bit better. And, you know, Roy wants to, like, have a real conversation with Emmett. And Emmett's just like, so how about the Rangers? How are yeah. they doing? Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting, right, to see Emmett, maybe a man of his generation or something, just like mm, he's not sure. really the dude who's going to talk. You uh-uh. know, he's not ready to share his emotions like Roy is uh, like, you know dudes our age you know when we're trying to talk to our dads uh it's the same thing right like emmett says to roy like hey your mom hugged you too much yeah yeah Um, no i think it is a generational thing for sure and also possibly too like a culture thing like i know texas is a lot different than different parts of the country you know um so i think that plays a role and and donny cates i think hit it perfect like that west texas like manly culture attitude kind of that Emmett has, you know? Yeah. And that I think is one of my favorite issues. I think that's issue three where it seems like everything seems to be going good, you know, like Emmett's doing really good, still wielding that beast of a sword. Right. And, uh, relationships are going good. Um, Roy and his wife are doing a lot better, you know, like they're just like feeling more comfortable now even though, I mean, how comfortable can you be with a dude walking around with his magical sword? <laughs> but then, you know, like the the person who's narrating it is like, you know, basically saying like all hell is about to break loose and they don't even know it, you know. 
And yeah. then all of a sudden Roy gets attacked by some like zombie looking character. And so Emmett rolls out there and he like holds up his sword and dude, you just see all these like zombies coming after him and you're yeah. like, here we go, you know, and it, it, that's where it kind of takes off. Yeah. Bella Grimm straight raised the dead. Yeah. It's um, such a cool scene, man. The double page spread right there where you're like a dude on a horse and like, it, it's so cool. It was one of my favorite um, parts of this whole story, I think. Besides the yeah, end. And you get to see that like Bellagram's going to mess around with Emmett's head. Yeah. And Valifax is like, look, I can protect you physically, but I can't, you know, protect you from what Bellagram's about to do to you. And so Emmett just being the boss that he is, is like, I don't care. Let's go take this guy out. He has yeah. my granddaughter. Because yeah. earlier on in the issue, he kidnaps Dina. And he gets there. And one of the cool scenes I I've, I really liked, right, was that just shows the power of love. And even Bellagram says it was that, you know, here you've got Emmett who's holding on to Valfax. will never let it go. Right. Never. Like, yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. It just means way too much to him. But Bellagram messes with him and, and brings out Elizabeth, who's his wife, who has passed away. And man, Emmett just loses it right there on the spot, drops Valifax. Um, and Bellagram's like, ah, oh, love. Like, it's so easy to manipulate people who are in love. But I also just really love that. You know, here's a guy who just got his memory back who earlier on was telling Aristus, like, I can remember my wife's face. I remember it all over again. Yeah. And, uh, just how hard, just how hard it is to to fight through that, and imagine being Emmett, and man, it was just nuts. Yeah, no, that was definitely a crazy scene. I didn't expect that part at all, and um, but it was it was cool how how they put that all together right there. Yeah, for him to finally drop that sword, I was like, dude, no, I know. And were you expecting what happened to Bellagram with Valifax? No, yeah, I wasn't. That part was crazy too. Like <laughs> that 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 was kind of what I mentioned earlier like um Valifax, you, you know, I don't think he wanted to to be in a tomb's hands, right? But obviously since a tomb created him, he couldn't do anything to him, you know, like it mentioned. Yeah. But um so he wanted nothing to do with him or his son. And so he just destroys Bellagram. And I, it's interesting because I, I wanted to see what would happen if um, the other brother got a hold of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he seemed, yeah, like he seemed like he could wield the sword and actually do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just his character. That's the crazy thing here, too, about the fatherhood thing and what we were mentioning, right? Is because Emmett's, Emmett's not, not going to hurt his family. Like he's fighting for every single one of them. But a to Adam or a tomb, I wish we would have just settled on this so I didn't have to keep saying both. But <laughs> let's just um, say a tomb, a tomb. And uh, dude, he kills Aristus later on, like just he's yeah. like, enough, he doesn't even want to hear his own son, yeah. And he's you know, pretending to be all hurt that Bellagram died earlier. But it's like, dude, doesn't care about family, he doesn't, he's got no love in him, it's just yeah. all power, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, now, you know, like you mentioned earlier, he wanted to leave a legacy of uh, to his kids, and now he has no kids to leave anything to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just wild. Which is funny, because it ended up, what Bellagram told Emmett ended up being true. Like, man, my God's, my dad's going to end up like all the other guys before. Uh-huh. Dead and buried, along with all the other things that are dead and buried. Mm-hmm. Mm, very true. I didn't even put that together. Very good point. Yeah. And um, so, I mean what else man what else did you kind of take away from this anything that you that you liked that you took away i mean my big things were just the fatherhood stuff and and the kids which i, I want to mention the ending before we close out here but yeah no one thing i think i, I really like too is like in the very beginning you know you see um emmett right and he just looks like this grizzly old man right he does he's all just burly long beard long hair and um just like a crazy old man but then as you keep going deeper into the story you know he like gets a haircut right and he shaves and um he he looks younger you know like i thought that he was looks kinda, way different yeah big time so much more healthy <laughs> he car- yeah he carries himself differently you know like um he's a big boy dude he's a big west texan dude for sure but so I mean, hashtag spoiler alert here, but I did want to just talk about the ending 
with you a little bit because it was so powerful to me. Um, so Emmett kind of decide, realizes after talking to Aristus that like a, t- a tomb's never gonna never gonna stop this. It means too much to him. He's gonna. I don't even know what the word means, but they said it multiple times. But like Ray R A Z E Raz, your whole entire planet uh, to get this back. He's never gonna stop. He's gonna send kid after kid after kid. And so, um, in a moment between him and uh, Valifax, Emmett decides, "Hey, we gotta go." we got to go chop this guy's head off. Yeah. Like there's no way we're going to end it. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing else he could do besides go to, to his um, dimension and and take care of business. And that's what he has. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. He has no chance. No, like no chance. I mean, the God of Kings and little old limit with a 12 foot blade, which is powerful still, man. I mean, you got to love the tenacity of Emmett, dude. Like there's something. And so he goes up there and, uh, he gives it his all, man. I mean, he distracts a tomb enough, uh, where his defenses and his shields go down. And, um, but a tomb gets the best of him, man. I mean, he, he gets him with something. I couldn't even really tell what the heck went on there, but, uh, stabbed him somehow. And, um, you know, right as Emmett's about, you know, lying on the on the ground, kind of dying out, Valifax tells him, hey, look, I got enough power to, like, jump you back home. But if we do, like, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to do. And, man, Emmett's so, like, no, we got to end this now. He's like, no, don't take me back. We're going to do this. Uh, but Aristus, who's back down on the farm with Roy, realizes that, you know, the shield to go back's down because the tomb's uh, attention is diverted. And so he takes Roy uh, to wherever it is that uh, a tomb is at, I can't remember. But and when they get there, he sees he sees his dad sitting there in a kind of a pool of his own blood, dying. And right then, um, that's when Aristus tries to go up to a tomb. Is like, hey man, you got to stop! Like this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. And that's when he he gets killed. But the the thing, the way the story ends, it just man, it's just I love it. It's when. Roy comes up to to his dad and Emmett hands him Valifax, man. And what happens? Yeah, dude, it's such a cool scene. I mean, especially after you get the huge battle with Emmett and um, Atum, right? And um, Atum is just uh, that whole battle scene was gnarly, right? Yeah. And um, he he like attacks Emmett from the back. Like this scene right here where he, he has all these spikes going through Emmett. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's how he ended up getting him. But yeah, uh, and then Emmett threw Emmett ended up throwing Valifax. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he like a last ditch effort. That's all he had left, you know. But um anyways, yeah, fast forward to to um his son uh Roy showing up and um he grabs the sword. And dude, it's just like um, a flashback of Roy's childhood from from birth to um, just growing up, you know, and all the mm-hmm. all the big like stages of life that you would expect to, you know, want your parents to be there, you know, like his dad's taking him out fishing, you know what I mean? Like first mm-hmm. time, like showing him his grades, like birthday parties, you know, like the wedding yeah the wedding w- watching movies together um you know like going, the one where he gets to where he's driving steering the truck on his dad's lap yeah like you know driving exactly like all these big moments in a boy's life with a relationship with his dad like that you would want to be there just immediately hit roy you know what i mean and it's weird yeah. too because like Earlier in, in, in the, uh, I think it's an issue one, right? Because uh, this this point in time, Emmett is just a jerk, right? And an issue one, you mean? No, yeah, I think this is issue two. So um, Emmett, early on, Emmett, yeah, I mean, Emmett's a jerk, and because obviously the disease made him a jerk, but he's been like that for so long now. I think Roy forgets all the good stuff that you know him and his dad did when he was younger right because it's at a point i think where roy's just like doing it because if it's his it's his dad but obviously he's just a, a jerk to everybody you know yeah and so then issue two rolls around and Emmett gets the sword and he has his memory back and he 
you know, Roy sees him with his granddaughter and he even mentions to his wife, like, well, I never had that, you know, like, look, and, um, but it's, it's almost like he did have it, but maybe he, he lost all those, not lost all those memories, but just forgot about all those memories because all the stuff he was dealing with for the last, however many years with his dad, you know? So then this just kind of validated it and showed Roy like, look, dude, you had everything every day every hour like all these lessons you were taught from Emmett you know your failures your triumphs you know it um super emotional man and and just a super cool scene to Roy to finally realize like dude like I did have a good dad you know Mm -hmm. and this is exactly what Emmett wanted you know like for him to remember all these things and even though he's he's dying you know like yeah and it's like to kind of mention, kind of go back to what we were mentioning earlier. This is the thing that that Emmett wanted to give Roy, but for whatever reason he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like his personality, his upbringing, his you know generational things, whatever you want to put it on. Uh, these are the things that Roy wanted too, and so here comes Valifax and kind of really bridges that gap for both of them. And I just love the way that that Kate's writes this when he says. But that was okay because in that moment, Emmett finally did let go. And when he did, he gave his son everything. Mm-hmm. And that's just so rad. And then the next, when you turn the page here, it's my favorite. Just him holding his dad. Yeah, that's such a good spread. It's such a, it's, yeah. I love it. Such a cool page. And then he just puts his forehead on his dad's forehead and says, thank you, dad. Yeah. And, um. I know I had mentioned to you this mentioned this to you earlier, but I think it's kind of a kind of I was kind of proud of myself for making the connection, so I'm going to do it on the show too. Uh, I don't know if you've seen. I know you have, but if anyone's listening, I don't know if you've seen the Adam Project. But if you haven't, I'd recommend it. It's it's super fun. But yeah. in that, uh, the older Ryan Reynolds, I forget his name, but he's really mad at his dad, and he has gone back and reimagined kind of everything his his dad did and he spun it in a way that's negative so his dad bought him a pitch back right for baseballs and in his mind he's like yeah dad bought that because he never wanted to play with me yeah but it took little him to be like no dad played catch with us every night and he only bought that pitch back because we begged and cried every time we walked by the store and he's like i think that you just hate dad because he or you're just angry or you know however he says it because dad died Mm -hmm. and here it's like the same sort of thing where it's like um roy's angry with his dad for for what his dad is going through like and even he would admit it's not his dad's fault but he can't hide the fact that he's angry about it and it is colored like you said all that frustration of the last couple years or however long they've been dealing with this is just colored all those other things and it took it took getting those memories to realize what he had like you said yeah no when you um we're talking about that adam project it um dude it was perfect man it definitely like you nailed it i think you know for sure so dude i mean right i mean the first time i read it that those two pages i just was like oh i got so choked up dude i mean yeah it's so well written when when i got to that spot in, in the story like i just sat and just stared at all the panels and all the different memories and i was just like dude how cool is that man like that you know, Emmett can finally like share all these things with his son and his, mm-hmm. you know, Roy can finally be like, wow, you know, never mind. Like I did have it good. You know, I did have a good dad. And um, even yeah. though these last couple of years have been hard, like look at what my dad has, has always done for my whole life, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so then it, it yeah. kind of ends with being back on the farm. I mean, Roy gets to ride Valifax back down to Texas and he more. <laughs> he kind of just ditches it, man. Like yeah. to him, to him and to Emmett, you know, Emmett would say uh, to, to him a bunch of times, like, take the sword. I don't want the sword. I just want my memories. Yeah. And like to them, it's just family, a story. Um, you know, Emmett's never going to be forgotten because look at the story they have. And even Aristus tells them as they're, they're sitting, uh, you know, as, um, Janie and Dina are sitting on the porch and Aristus is like, Hey, you guys have nothing to worry about. You know, you guys are going to be just fine. And he tells Janie, like, you're going to be fine. Cause you have something we don't. And you have an heir talking about Dina, like your story is going to live on. Don't ever yeah. forget that. Yeah. And so 
it's just cool. And it, you know, the ending there is, was rad too, because, you know, he throws the sword away and the narrator tells you like, Hey, you know, this is like, you know, I, this isn't the happiest of stories, but you know, that's not what this was about. And this was never a story about a sword. Um, yeah. I think it's cool too, how he writes it, how, how Donnie Kate wrote it with like the, the, whoever's narrating it, you know, and you find out later, it's like probably two or three generations down the road. Right. Yeah. And it's just cool how it ends, man. Like, you know, no one, no one will truly be gone, you know? Yeah. So, um, just freaking such a cool story, man. And, um, yeah, it was great, dude. I'm glad you, um, recommended this to me. It was one that, um, I'll freaking remember for a long time, I think. Yeah, me too, dude. Just really quick, a couple questions before we get into a quick rating here. Um, when you were reading the narration, did you have a voice? Did it have a voice? Like, were you, did you hear it in a certain way? I almost wanted it to be the dude from, um, Lion King, Mufasa. Oh yeah. What's that dude's name? I can't remember his name. I know you're talking about though. In my mind, it was Sam Elliott, man. Like for some reason. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. Sitting at the bar, the big Lebowski just kind of telling us this whole God country story. Yeah, no, that would have been a good one. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. Um, uh, what? I, I don't think we really hit on it, but what do you think about the artwork? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna hop in on, hop in on that a little bit for the rating. Uh, I'm not sure, man. To be completely honest with you, it's, it's sort of hit and miss for me. There's certain panels and pages that it just, it's so so good. Like that one you're talking about when Belgrim raises the dead. That double page is so rad. All actually, all the the artwork when they're in hell, quote unquote, mm-hmm. where Belgrim is. I think they're really really well done. I think the scenery and the perspective, especially when like the gods are next to Emmett and stuff and you get to see the size and the size of Valfax next to Emmett, all that stuff's really well. I don't necessarily love, I don't know how to really say it. Uh, the, the scratchiness and stuff on the faces, mm-hmm. like just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. So when I, when I first opened it up, I didn't know what to expect. And that was kind of my first thing, like the, the first couple panels and the first couple pages, I wasn't a huge fan of it, you know, like you said, like sometimes the faces are kind of kind of weird to me, you know, like with the sheriff mm-hmm. and with Roy. But then honestly, the further I got into the story, like, I don't know if it just grew on me or if I just started to love it or what, but um, it fits the story. Yeah, for sure. And so it, it, it was kind of weird at first, but then by, by the time I got done finishing it, dude, I loved it. Yeah, man. Um just just one of my favorites. I'm I'm glad we got into it. I've read this thing like ten times now. I just freaking adore the heck out of this. Being a dad, it I just it connects with me on a whole other level and it's something I care about, man, too. Like I, I wanna I wanna make sure my kids have all those memories and stories. And it's a good reminder to me to not bottle it up like Emmett did. Mm. Like make sure my kids know now. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, for sure, for sure. One question I had, and this kind of doesn't matter uh, in terms of the overall story here. Uh, do you think this really happened? Or is this literally like a folk tale that these families have passed down generation to generation that has kind of grown? Like, could you imagine Roy hmm. kind of like telling this story to Dina about grandpa because grandpa had Alzheimer's? And so you kind of just like say this story, you know, yeah. like how cool grandpa was. And, uh, uh, I just kind of was curious what you thought. Was, is this just folklore? Is this just hmm. family folklore? Or is this something that you think? You know, I, I I didn't even think of it like that. I mean, it could very well be, you know. But at the same time, I mean, it just, I don't know. I want to think it's it, it really happened, dude. Because, I mean, generations after generations have been telling this story. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to stick to. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's reasons to believe it. But- right, right. Um, just kind of curious cause the way it ends, you know, it wasn't a story. It's not a story right. about a sword yeah. and you know, it kind of ends with, uh, the point is that we keep telling our stories. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, it could very and, well be, but, um, that's a cool thought. I never thought of it like that. I mean, if you had to uh, give it a rating, man, what, what would you give it? Art and story. 
Yeah, dude. So for story, um, out of a five, I'm going to give it a five for sure. Like it's just, it, it, immediately you get hooked to the characters. It just pulls you into, to, um, their world, just everything, uh, pacing, um, love the story. Um, dude, Donnie Cates, like the imagination to come up with a story is just awesome. And when he's writing for like the indie labels, like, dude, he's, he's the man. Such a cool blending of like telling a story about memory loss, fatherhood, family, and blending it with like this science fiction. Yeah, dude, there's just so much into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, I'd give it a five out of five. And then for art, I'd give it a um, four out of five. So I'm going to roll with nine. Um, Super good story. This is definitely one that I think you, you mentioned earlier, like, Anybody that's just getting into the comics, pick this one up. Like, you don't have to know anything about it. You can just open it up. It's easy to read. You're going to be sucked right into it, and 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 you're going to love it. So, um, yeah, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, man. What about you? I'm definitely giving the story a 5. It's Like I said, it's one that um, the story tells so well. It reads so well. It's written so well. Like, like I was telling you earlier, I think maybe even before we were recording, like there's not a wasted panel, man. Like, er- like everything just, just, yeah, no, for sure. I agree. Uh, so I go ahead and give the story five. I mean, it just means so much to me. Like I said, too, as being a dad and kind of reminiscing on this. And, uh, it's one I think about all the time. Like I just always have God country in the back Dude, of my mind. You know, what's man. crazy too, is this is, you hit it perfect. This is one story. Like I've been reading this since last week and I, this is all I thought about, you know, is this story like this, I think is going to stick with me for a very long time, you know? And, um, that's what makes it just so cool. Like when people can do this, you know, it's good. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. It's not another level. I think. Yeah. It blows your mind. And I think I was telling you too, like, uh, or maybe I was telling my wife this, but sometimes I think I can come up with really cool. Like here's a cool idea. But then how the heck do you turn that into a story? Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll give the art a four as well. Um, like I said, it's kind of hit and miss. Uh, there's things I really, really loved, which bumped it up for me. Like maybe a three is where I would have landed. But some of those those spreads and that that one pager that I told you where Roy's holding his dad just yeah. breaks me, man. So uh, that bumps it up. And I do like some of the coloring. Uh, and you know, sometimes it's hard to divorce the two, uh, because you know, you got the, you got the lines and the colors kind of blending in, but I think wordy's colors were great, man. Like some of those kind of like spray painty bits and stuff around Valifax when it's talking and, uh, when Aristus and Emmett are, are fighting that scene, dude. So rad when Aristus has that huge hammer. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So So cool. Yeah. And, uh, I love the way it's just mentioned really quick. Like uh, it says folks far away as, you know, blah, blah, blah. uh, Tell their own far-fetched tales about that day. Like how the ground swelled and broke like ocean waves with every blow of Aristus' magic hammer. Or the way the air smelled like it was on fire when Emmett and uh, swung Valifax through the wind and uh, the rain and chopped a lightning bolt in half. Yeah, dude. And that's one thing that's cool too. Like I, I know we're kind of getting back into the story, but I, I can't help it. You know, it's there's so many good things to talk about in it. But when you see Emmett and um Aristus about to do battle, right? Like mm-hmm. you you look at him and Emmett's gonna get smoked. He's like yeah, he is. triple the size of Emmett. <laughs> And, you know, he's from another d- dimension. He's, you know, he's like this god of war. But that just shows you how strong Valifax is, you know. Yeah. But like I said, with like exactly like you're saying, didn't like the art with the perspective mm-hmm. and like everything, like they did such an amazing job, like really like letting you know. Yeah, big time. Uh, size and stuff. But dude, really quick. I know we're jumping back in again, but <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the battle. And uh, it looks like Aristus kind of like knocks him somehow really far into a mountain. And he's like, Emmett, you, if you can hear me stay down, no mortal could withstand the. And then he swears in his own language there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Emmett just comes out looking like a freaking beast. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, my God. He says uh, the the narrator tells us, you know, I'm willing to bet that the curse was something like. Uh, holy yeah 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 
<laughs> and that part was cool for sure, man. So I I give it a five for a story and a and a four for art. So it's a a nine and a nine. So we're at eighteen for the comic book layer, man. Eighteen out of twenty for the CBL, man. Um, great story. I'm I'm glad that you know you recommended this and um yeah who whoever's out there that you know is just getting into comics or um you know you haven't read the story it's um worth picking up for sure definitely and it's readily available everywhere like oh yeah image <clears throat> image keeps this thing running as they it, know yeah, they as it should here. yeah for sure yeah so cool man i loved it i'm really glad we got to do this uh it was just super fun to read it again yeah like you said hop in on this jump on our discord let us know how it impacted you if it got you the same way yeah i want to know what other you know if your dad not a dad whatever like yeah i want to know if it you know you got emotionally emotionally attached as, as much as as we did you know yeah for sure oh cool man uh what do you got coming up next week dude next week um there's a lot of cool stuff dropping out next week man i'm looking a forward to um yeah dude um batman the night four is dropping next week um this issue is called the art of death and um i definitely this is a zadarsky run so i've been looking forward to this um every week dude i i I read it like i read three when it first dropped out and immediately wanted four um so definitely looking into that um next week also i'm wanting to check out slumber two of course heck yeah man i know yeah yeah, i know you're looking forward to that one coming out that one's just going to be super fun um the first one was great a lot of people loved it and um i enjoyed it so i can't wait for that one and then um we live age of paladon what age of palladians palladians two um i'm gonna pick that up it's on my pull list i'll be grabbing it um you know the first one i was kind of like it was just okay so we'll see how it picks up from there but um yeah still want to see what's going on with the miranda brothers and um with Hototo, yeah, for sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. So, uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to next week besides those three? Well, you kind of hit hit the the big ones for me. I do think uh, I'm excited. I, I'm really enjoying Kate's run on Hulk right now, and we mm-hmm. got Hulk number six coming out, which ends the arc, the first arc. Uh, it's just been a ton of fun, dude. So I'm here for that. Can't wait for that to come out. Um, Catwoman, Lonely City number three finally comes out. I've loved I've loved one and two. Um, so can't wait to dive back into that run. And then we've got, um, animal castle number five. I've got one through four. Um, I actually haven't dug into them yet, but from everything I've read, it seems like it's super cool. So, uh, you know, that's just something to mention that's coming out. If, if you're also digging that, it just sounds cool, man. It it says here, like in this, it says for fans of the best selling stray dogs. So yeah. you know how much we love straight dogs. It, I was just about to say that, and um, it's been in the, on on my list to pick these up, and I've heard a lot of good things about it, and so I'll probably end up getting the trade when it drops out. Yeah, and so that's kind of it for what's dropping on um, what is it, the thirteenth or no, the twentieth? Twentieth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but one thing I thought we should bring everybody's attention to now, just kind of early on, is Scotty Young mm-hmm. is writing a new one that's coming out on the 4th on May 4th uh may the 4th Tw- be with you yeah exactly <laughs> and uh it's called Twig and it's a, an adventure fantasy story about this little dude who's kind of tasked with saving his saving his world and uh, he seems like a little misfit you know so it looks super fun and I love everything Scotty does usually. So, dude, me too. And and speaking of that, real quick, my my local shop is doing a um. They have their own exclusive cover, and yeah. it's by a local artist named Eric Henson. And it's like a um. Supposedly, um, I haven't seen the finished cover yet, but he's doing like a um Zelda version of it, and it's like oh. um, the one of the new Zeldas on um Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, br- yeah there's a fire. lot of people. I think it's Breath of Fire, I think. Okay. There's, dude, if you get some time before you hit the hay here, go on to League of Comic Geeks and look at all the variants for Twig, dude. There's so many. Is there? Dude, so L- many. Go. L- I mean, they don't, they don't show the like shop exclusives like that one, 
but you know they got oh a bunch gosh, of them. Oh my gosh, dude! There's like seventy of them, is or something like that. Yeah, but there's there, there's another one that's kind of a video game one, but it's like the eight bit NES. Oh yeah, I see that. That looks hilarious, dude. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna jump all over this one. Um, I know for for my local shop, the preloaders went live. I think like a week or two ago for yeah. for our shop exclusive but um i'm looking forward to this story for sure man i think it's going to be a fun one i think this is one like um anybody would be able to read you know kids can pick it up i'm sure um mm-hmm. so yeah Do looks they, freaking cool man scotty just in his newsletter today said you know foc just passed so he said they're at over one hundred and fifty thousand pre-orders already on this bad boy holy smokes yeah um, the Eric Henson one's on here. If you go down, it's, um, is it? Yeah. If you pass the one that looks like the cookie monster, <laughs> it's like twig eating a cookie. It should be like right below that. That one kind of stands out. And, um, he's like standing on a mountaintop and there's like the sun in the background. Yeah. Zelda breath of, uh, breath of wild homage from Eric Henson. Oh, dude. Yeah. Pretty neat, huh? That cover is rad. Dude, that guy's freaking good. Yeah, Eric Henson's great, dude. I have his... Um, Look at that landscape. Dang. Yeah, I have his um, Noctera uh, exclusive cover. It's freaking good, dude. I love his art. Dang, that's really cool, dude. But um, anyways, yeah. So I that, freaking love this website, man. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. But I got a pretty good uh, to be red stacked, uh, too. I'm looking forward to diving into Animal Castle, like I said. I'm going to finally read Primordial. I've got mm-hmm. one through six, so I want to work my way through that. And uh, Coffee and a Comic sent me a free uh, number one of Batman the Imposter. Oh, yeah, I've read it. Yeah, it's good. It's like a little mini series. So, yeah, I want to dive into that. Yeah. So, good. Kind of stoked about that. Yeah, I got a lot and, of stuff. Uh, sorry, really quick last oh, yeah. one Go Rogues, mm-hmm. which looks super yeah, cool. Black labels. So. Yeah. Well, good, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be traveling out of town this weekend with the family, but uh, I'm going to bring some books along. Um, I should have a little bit of free time to read, so I'm going to take some stuff. Um, I got a lot of catching up to do as well, so should be a good weekend, man. Right on, buddy. Well, how can people follow us, man? Keep up. Well, what the heck we got going on next week, dude? Dude, yeah, next week we're going to be hanging in the lair, dude. We're just going to be talking all things comics and um, catching up, dude. It's going to be fun. I love our hanging in the lair epis, man, where we can just chill and I I love, you know, other people's inputs and and recommendations. So it'll be fun. I'm thinking we do a little dive into three and four of Moon Knight and then talk about some comics we're reading. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, man. It'll be fun. Cool, man. Well, how can people uh, keep up with what we're doing here? Yeah, definitely subscribe to our show. We really appreciate that. Leave us a uh, review. uh, Give us a rating. Super stoked on that, if you would. Um, head over to our Discord where you can uh, get further into the conversation with everything that we're reading, uh, everything we're watching that's over super fun. Um, even though it's kind of small right now, um, we're building it up. It. Yeah, and uh, yeah, come over and join us. And um, follow us on Instagram at the Comic Book Glare, uh, where you see everything that uh, we're picking up from local shops and uh, what we're diving into. We'd love to hear from you and um, hear what you guys are reading. Heck yeah. But anyways, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Yeah, buddy.